This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Michael here on this fine Friday. I'm in the studio with Pastor Craig Jarvis, and uh, he's filling in for Pastor Tim while he's gone. Pastor Craig, uh, you know that uh, Pastor Tim has a weird, crazy amount of relationships globally with people that we would consider kind of untouchables. I'm learning that, yes. Yeah, so the more you've gotten to know him, the more you've realized he is a deep well. On the surface, he is a pastor and a mechanic and just a kind, good, awesome, strong man. But um, once you kind of pull back the veneer... (laughs) He he's an international internationally known entity behind the scenes a little bit. MI five, uh, basically. So actually, that that brings up a great point. Could you share the story that Tim told you about his experience with MI five? Well, you know, he was in England recently, and uh, when the Queen found out, she asked if he she could see him before he left yep. uh, for his next journey. She was having some trouble with some, you know, this Brexit thing, and yep. and uh, there's some terrorists that are are feeling yeah. their her dishwasher know, broke too, which was hilarious. Which yeah, he's literally. Talking in the to her kitchen about Brexit while he's fixing, fixing her dishwasher. Her dishwasher. Yeah. It was amazing. So uh, she was asking him some some advice on uh, how to handle this terrorist thing. And right there, as he's on his knees, she pulls out a sword and knights him. And immediately, <laughs> how does this happen to this guy? He, be, he becomes sir, sir. So we have to call him sir when he gets back. Which drives she, me nuts. And she, <laughs> I know. So I oh. I am just amazed at uh, at the influence that he has. And the reason she did that is because she needed him to go on this elite MI5 force um, to investigate terrorist activity incredible? In, in England during this Brexit yep. uh, situation. So I don't even, I, we're for the first time, we don't know any yep. of the details of what's, a, what's actually going on with him. He's having all these private meetings, talking with the queen and uh, and her uh, her entourage. Yep. And, uh, and, and they have to address him as sir at this point. If you ever just want to hear a cool story, Tim has a scar um, that goes across his belly and around to his back. It, it is unbelievable the story behind that. Maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow we'll just tell the story because it's wow. it's pretty amazing. We'll leave you with bated breath till then. So, uh, Pastor Tim, we're praying for you. I hope everything goes Does well. Does the scar show when his toga's on? It still shows. No, it, it perfectly above that. covers it up. It just, you know, it's one of those things that when you see it, you have to ask, and it's it's an awkward conversation. He tries not to be like super what's the word just like transparent about all this stuff because you know then people start asking him questions and so anyway so today's uh question is what is the difference between islam and christianity um craig give me the simplest answer and then let's get a little more detailed okay bottom line the islamic god allah and the christian god yahweh are not the same god at all that's as about as simple as you can put it in the culture that tries to meld those ideas together. Yep. Um, Islam, the book of the Quran and the, and the book of the Bible are not the same. They, nope. they are not written by the same person. They did not come from the same source. And so uh, if you look at, at them um, in that light, you will see a lot of differences. So I think first and foremost, we need to erase that idea yep. that these it's, one, it's just one God and we're all trying to get there different ways. That is yep. not true. It's not the same God, not the same Bible, not the same sources. At all. So let's let's uh, give a big picture overview. Islam is a religious system that began in the 7th century by Muhammad. And uh, Muhammad claimed that the angel Gabriel visited him. And uh, during these angelic uh, visitations, which they lasted for about it's 23 years until he died, uh, the angel revealed, supposedly, um, to Muhammad the words of Allah. And Allah is their word for God. 
And uh, all of these writings, these angelic visions were put together and they were called the? Quran. Quran, good. So um, Islam means submission and the word Muslim means one who submits to Allah. So uh, root, word, root word is peace there for that one. Yeah. Yep. The origins of these documents, uh, like you mentioned, are, are much later than the biblical docu documents that we have. I mean, we have Moses' writings that, that are even from his own hand. Mm. Um, so we don't have the original documents, but we have copies of copies of copies. Yep. And so uh, it, it's well determined that the Bible is, is the ancient document. In fact, in the Quran, it actually says in the Quran that if, uh, if people of the Quran, um, people who are reading through the book, have questions about what they're reading that they should go to people of the book. You'll find that phrase used in the Quran, mm. which refers to people who have the older documents of the Bible, people who are following scripture, Bible scripture, uh, and ask them about whatever they're reading if it, if it doesn't make sense to them. So even Muhammad is referring back to the Bible as he is uh, as he is writing these these um, chapters out in the Quran. Uh, just uh, I think it's longest to shortest chapters. Each one is Sirah chapter. Yeah. They would trace themselves back to Abraham, they except would. they would trace themselves to the lineage of Ishmael. Which, yeah. So Abraham had Ishmael, and Ishmael would be, in their view, the firstborn mm -hmm. son of uh, Hagar, a uh, handmaid, and Abraham. Uh, we would, the Bible clearly states that I, Isaac is the firstborn. And so uh, the, the is, Israel lineage is traced back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm -hmm. uh, Ishmael is not seen as the. Um, as the forefather of the Jewish faith. Yep. And so that's where Islam picks up is with Ishmael because he was born before Isaac. Yep. Of which there is no written evidence at all in, in history until the Quran that that is a legit understanding, interpretation, application, Correct. et cetera. Which, which if I'm a Muslim is concerning that until the seventh century AD, there was no written evidence of the line of Ishmael producing a religious people and building on itself a religion called Islam or anything of the sorts or anything right. that could be even be claimed as that in the seventh century. So as we talk about some general doctrinal um, aspects of Islam, there are some similarities or some differences with any theistic or monotheistic religion. You're going to have some overlap. Um, and so let's talk about a couple of these. Then we'll talk about the five pillars and then we'll talk about some of the differences between um Christianity and, and Islam. Okay. And so if I am a follower or of, if I'm in the religion of Islam, what is my name? I am a Muslim, Muslim. right? Yeah. So sorry. Muslim is the person. Also, yeah. Muslim is the person. Islam is the religion. Mm -hmm. And uh, so number one, they believe in one sovereign God. His name is Allah. Allah. And, um, well, I, so much of me wants to compare them to uh, to the biblical oh, God, man, but we'll wait. Huge contrast, <laughs> yeah. unknowable, transparent. I mean, yep. the, the the God that we serve and the God uh, Allah uh, completely different. Yep. Uh, God Allah is very um, obtuse. The God Yahweh is very uh, well. In the New Testament, God dwells in us. Yep. I mean, that whole concept would be anathema to an Islamic person. So, for the for the Muslim, God is strictly monotheistic mm -hmm. we are also strictly monotheistic Absolutely. Um, and yet god reveals that he is infinitely more complex than our simple minds want to make him so we have one god revealed in three persons absolutely and um and so and that, are, that concept also does not fit into the quran it does not fit into the yep. muslim worldview absolutely not at all yep absolutely. in fact they, they would say that that would be heretical uh, which is why they reject Jesus Christ as God, mm. um, and to suggest such a thing would be uh, a um, her heresy yep. uh, for them. But it is also interesting in the Quran that the, that Jesus Christ is mentioned more than Muhammad is. 
the, hmm. the you will find and and um, even Muhammad when he was writing the Quran he got the Trinity wrong he thought the Trinity was God Jesus and Mary uh, his mother so you'll you'll find that because during the time that he was writing this the church was going through uh, these uh, heresy uh, conferences yep. trying to figure out what was heresy and what was not heresy and developing a good theology. And uh, and Muhammad got caught up in some of those controversies, and and because there was no internet or anything, uh, ended up with with some wrong evaluations of the Christian God. Interesting. And uh, so he actually got the Trinity wrong. But they would say that Jesus was not a God. He did not die on the cross. He did not raise from the dead. And that is crucial mm-hmm. in order to be a believer in Jesus Christ. But they will say he is a prophet who ascended into heaven. Yep. But there is no death. There is no resurrection. There is no deity. And if you do not, if you do not have death deity and resurrection uh you don't have christianity in, you, in first yeah. john yeah in first john it says that actually if you don't believe the revelation of jesus christ that god the father has given to us when he has spoken through his son hebrews 1 says the same thing in times yep. past he spoke to us through the prophets now he speaks to us through the son john chapter 1 in the beginning was a word word was with god the word, the word was, was god. god you have jesus christ deity proclaimed all the way through scripture and yep. god says in first john at the very end of the bible he says if you don't believe the testimony that i have given you over and over and over in scripture about who my son is then and you are calling me a liar. And mm. uh, it'd be pretty hard to get into heaven when you call the guy that owns the place a liar. Seriously. So number number two, um, they believe in the angelic realm, which mm. is good because Christians also believe in the angelic realm. They believe in the prophets. That, uh, the challenge is they believe Jesus was just a prophet, that he was not fully God, who was the ultimate prophetic revelation of who God is. Mm. Um, they believe Muhammad was the final prophet, the last prophet, if you will. Um, they believe in um, judgment, life after death. Do they? Um, do they ever, right? Yeah, they sure um, do. They believe there's big scale in heaven and mm-hmm. your good works need to outweigh your bad, which which comes in our fallen nature. I mean, that's what we naturally come up with because yep. that's how we're brought up in every culture. Yep. Good works are rewarded. And so every, every um, heresy that ever came up had that as the ultimate judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they believe also in predestination, um, almost determinism, if you will. And uh, and so there are strong, uh, we'll say, Christian uh, perspectives that have a high view of predestination and God's sovereignty. I think they take it to some levels of um, that I think most Christians would not be comfortable with um, a full determinism at times. So now that we have what's called the five pillars of Islam. So those are just some doctrinal overviews, and you can see that of course there's going to be some similarities, but the differences are fundamentally huge. What is the Bible? Who is God? Who is Jesus? How does somebody get saved? Completely different. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are just different. Um, I like how you said it earlier, some people say, oh yeah, there's there's one God and there's a whole bunch of different paths to him. That is total junk. It is not true because these two religions are fundamentally contradicting each other. Either that God in heaven is completely confused. Um, yeah. So, or that's just an untrue statement. Yeah. And and ultimately, the, the big question, I would say, that it comes down to is what you do with Jesus Christ. Yep. And if he's a good teacher or he's a good guy or he's a good philosopher, uh, anything that starts with the word good in front of it like yeah. that is, is pretty much uh, is, is not going to get you into God's good graces. Yep. Uh, you've got to believe that Jesus was the Son of God, the revealed revelation of, of God. He died. He rose from the dead. First Corinthians 15. Mm. It's just the gospel 
plain and simple. Have to believe it. And they reject it. They reject it. At the it. end of the day, they reject everything that is essential to saving faith. Um, and uh, even as you talked about the scales, that's not just something we make up to make them look bad. That is actually the terminology and the perspective that they have. It is. So um, when we say that, that gosh, um, it is a picture, to be honest, of an abusive dad who looks at his kids and says, I'll love you if you perform. I will reject you if you don't perform. Wow. I mean, that is terrible. But the five pillars. So um, balls in your court on this. Um, walk through with us, Craig. What are the five pillars? Um, number one, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the um, Arabic words, um, but we have the, the testimony of faith. What is this? The testimony of faith, this is the shahada. It means that there's no God but Allah and Muhammad is the messenger. His messenger, um, a person that converts to Islam, has to do so by stating this creed. Uh, this shows that uh, this person, uh, this convert, now Muslim, believes that Allah alone is the deity and Muhammad is his great prophet. And so that's the first pillar. The second one is prayer. They pray five times a day facing uh, Mecca. Uh, number three, they they uh, giving. Uh, you have to do alms giving. Uh, of course, that that earns you um, uh, status in the Muslim faith. Uh, fasting is another thing. In fact, during this time that we're in right now, this is actually the month of Ramadan, uh, the nine month of the Islamic ca calendar, and they don't eat or uh, drink from dawn till sunset. Now they do after that, but they don't during that time. And then a pilgrimage, and we we hear about this on the news that this person or that person has taken a pilgrimage. Um, if this is physically or financially possible, a Muslim that is dedicated and deep in the faith would make a pilgrimage to Mecca uh, in Saudi Arabia at least once. Uh, and this is called the Hajj. Um, that uh, this this uh, pilgrimage. That they do, and so this, these, these are demonstrations that this person is actually a Muslim, uh, because they hold to these five pillars. So, big picture, we have. Uh, let's talk about the five main differences: the Bible, for them, it is the Quran, and mm -hmm. they would also agree with aspects of our Old and New Testament, but it's highly edited from their perspective. Um, for a Christian, the Quran is not from God; it is likely thoroughly demonic in its origins. Mm -hmm. um, it contradicts the major core teachings of who is God, who is man, and how do the two connect? By the way, if I can interject. You um, can interject anytime. My, my advice to anybody that's listening to this podcast, I'm, I'm very uh, um, aware that people who are listening to this podcast have come from uh, different backgrounds, different journeys, or they have Muslim friends. And a lot of what we learn, we hear from other people or we hear on the news or yep. we hear, hear on That's the so TV. True. So I would just suggest that if you doubt any of this, uh, grab a Quran and read it. Yep. Because it's right in there, and uh, and that's what that's where we get lazy, and we we take the socially acceptable route uh, rather than doing the research ourselves. And yep. so, if you're genuinely interested to find out if what we're saying is is true, yep. uh, pick up and read, and yep. um, and you'll you'll find that it's it's right in there, it's right in the Quran. It might be socially acceptable to say there's one God in many different paths, but if it's not true, and one of those paths is uh, explicitly contradicting what the Bible says, then we need to actually own that, know that, and not so be afraid true. of that. And uh, we're so concerned, and I understand why we're so concerned with being nice, but it is such a huge concern that sometimes in that process, we just don't do due diligence with truth and knowledge. So there's a fundamental difference in the Bible. There's a fundamental difference in the nature of God. Um, in the Christian view, God is Trinity, one God revealed in three persons. 
different view on Jesus. Um, for the Muslim, Jesus is a man. He is a prophet. He did not die on the cross or rise from the dead, but he was. He did, from their perspective, ascend into heaven. For the Christians, we believe that Jesus is fully God, perfect, flawless, died on the cross for our sins, was raised from the dead, proving his deity, and he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God and will judge everyone we believe that salvation as a Christian is not by works. For the Muslim, they believe that salvation is contingent on your good works outweighing your bad works, but even then, Allah is somewhat arbitrary and can send you to hell anyways if he wants to, which is a genuine fear um, for the Muslim. And then worldwide, there's about 2.2 billion Christians to some degree, and there are about 1.5 billion Muslims. Um, and so, uh, obviously, these are the two largest worldviews, at least from a religious perspective, um, and uh, those are some of the big differences. So, um, Pastor Craig, I want to give you an opportunity. What are some final thoughts that you have? Um, as we make a comparison between Islam and Christianity. So Paul is so, Paul the Apostle in Scripture is so compelled by us understanding that we must hold to the truths of Scripture above all other things, uh, social implications, social um, pushes to to accept that there's many roads to God. Uh, in Galatians um, chapter 1, Paul says, I'm astonished you're so quickly deserting him, meaning Jesus Christ, who called you into the grace of Christ and turned to a different gospel. Not that there's any other one at all. But there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. And then he says this, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. There's no room for wiggle. There's no room for make them your friends, see how much you have in common. It is let them be accursed. As we have said before, just to make the statement even more powerful, Paul says in verse 9, as we have said to you before, and I say it to you again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary than the one uh, to the one you've received, let him be accursed. And then he said, I'm not trying to please men, I'm trying to please God. It's so, it's so interesting that he even calls out that angels have the capacity to lead us astray. That's happened in more than yeah. one religion. And maybe we should say demons, not God's angels, yeah. but angels that have fallen. So, Michael, let me ask you, uh, people who are listening to this, uh, they, they have Muslim friends, they might be looking at coming from this religion and, and trying to give it credence and figure out what's true and what's not mm -hmm. true. And they're genuinely struggling through all of this because they're hearing all these different sources giving them all different, sometimes good information, sometimes not good. Yeah. So I have I'm I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, but I have Muslim friends. Mm. How do I how do I help them understand what is true and what is not true? How do that I convince them of the truth? Well, something you shared offline that I really appreciated is that um, just simply logically trying to argue with a Muslim is probably not going to change their mind mm -hmm. and make them trust in Jesus. And um, because this is not just about religion, oftentimes the religion and their culture are one. And this is the same for many Christians around the world also. To leave your faith is to leave your culture. I mean, this is huge. And so what you need to understand is that when you ask someone to trust in Jesus, when you even put that idea in front of them, uh, you're asking them to leave way more than just religion. And even for some of them, um, their family, uh, if you leave the faith and become a Christian, there will be members of their family who feel obligated to beat you up or kill you. That is not something that we as Christians say because it's like hate speech or it's propaganda. It's a very rea real reality. <laughs> Can I say those two words? The many Muslims who trust in Jesus have to face. And so I, 
we need to understand that logic alone won't do this. The power of the gospel can. Here's an just an interesting um, reality that we have found is that the majority of Muslims overseas who have become Christian have not become a Christian. Um, because a Christian told them the gospel, they become a Christian because they've had a dream where Jesus visits True. them. Yeah. And in the Muslim culture, dreams carry significant weight. And so Jesus himself is invading Muslims' dreams, revealing the truth about himself, um, saving them, giving them the Holy Spirit, and then empowering them to follow him. It is a worldwide phenomenon. This is not just something we're trying to say again to bloat a, a perspective of Christianity to make it more powerful than it is. This is a real phenomenon happening all over the world and um, we we have friends who work with Muslims to help them um, get out of these circumstances when they trust in Christ so that they can find safety there are homes in the Illinois area uh, there are homes that are run by Christians to protect Muslim men and women who come to Christ to protect them from physical danger and uh, so just again I don't say that to make people afraid just but just to say the weight and the reality of Muslims coming to Christ is way bigger for some of them than we even begin to realize. Um, maybe in a more Americanized Muslim in America, is, they're not going to have to deal with that kind of stuff, which is great. But still for them, for the majority to leave their faith is to leave their culture. Mm. It's a hard discussion. It's nuanced. But there are many, many Muslim, um, ex-Muslims who have gone through that transition, if you will, and uh, who can help them make that so I, have, so I have a neighbor who's a Muslim. Yep. How do I, if I can't persuade them with logic and I can't give them a dream from God, yeah. how do I reach you, you out You can't to do them? that? No, oh, I can't oh. do that one. Disappointed. Um, crazy amounts of, of kindness, hospitality, love, mm. genuine love too. Not like that fake Christian love, but like genuine friendship and relationship. And, um, and so in time, uh, when you have the privilege to share the gospel with them. We can never forget that logic does not save people, but the gospel is the power of God for salvation. Mm -hmm. um, but with a with a Muslim, you need to doubly make sure that it's not just the gospel randomly being spoken, it's the gospel understood. Mm -hmm. And so you can't just simply throw out Christian terminology and expect a Muslim to filter it accurately. Um, communicating a clear gospel presentation with a Muslim who is not well-versed in Christianity takes time and it often takes dismantling some of the lies maybe from culture or other places that they've believed about what Christianity is and is not. And so we find is, and this is not a Muslim issue, this is an everybody issue. Um, when you ask most people who aren't Christians, what is a Christian? They have terrible, inaccurate mm -hmm. answers. Mm -hmm. um, and so we as Christians are on, honestly, a mission to dismantle lies and wrong thinking about the simple basics of Christianity, which is why we do this podcast. When you ask most people, how does a Christian believe they go to heaven? They'll say by being good. Mm -hmm. Bad people go to hell, good people go to heaven. I mean, right fundamentally on the basics, we have to begin a dismantling process um, so that they can understand the simple, beautiful gospel of Jesus Christ, because the gospel understood is the gospel that has the power to save. I love the way Jesus said it. They'll know you are my disciples by the way you love one another. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, so key in getting through, especially to somebody who has grown up in a culture of performance, mm. an oriented, uh, performance-oriented culture, uh, to come to them and say, listen, God has accepted me regardless of my performance, yep. and I'm accepting you regardless of your performance. Yep. Speaks volumes. Which is counter 
a American culture, mm-hmm. but especially Islamic culture. Yeah. So, uh, well, uh, Q&A audience, thanks for joining us today. I know this was a loaded one and really pray this blessed you, helps you understand this. If you are a Muslim who's listening to this, um, our goal is not to misrepresent you in any way, shape, or form. That's not our desire. Um, I know that for many of you, you do not associate with some of the more extremist, radical um, things that many people around the world are having to deal with. Our goal is not to create unnecessary fear around you, but to um, help fellow Christians understand the simple basics difference differences between Islam and Christianity. And we are unashamedly would like to say to anybody listening to this, our desire for you is that you would know the grace of Jesus, the love of Jesus. You would trust in what he's done for you on the cross, that he died for you, rose again from the dead and ascended to heaven as the word of God, the Bible, old Testament and new Testament Amen. says, and um, we don't, um, Our love for you is not contingent on you accepting that, but we believe that that is the message that allows us to be who God has made us to be and allows us to have true forgiveness and to know that we know that we know we're saved. So that's our desire. Um, But then again, we also know we cannot make anyone believe anything. And so our love for you is not contingent on you agreeing with us or doing what we think you should do. Our love for you is based in the fact that you are valuable, you're made in the image of God, you're loved by God, therefore you're loved by us. So hope that helps you. And uh, it has been a pleasure. We want to invite you back tomorrow where we uh, answer the easy question, what is a biblical view of IVF? No pressure, Craig, but we're going to tackle this one. I would like to make it clear to our listening audience that everything we said about Tim Chin's travel habits, itinerary, locations, endeavors, additions, subtractions, multiplications, and equations were untrue. These were intentional untruths intended to be sarcasm, which was intended to make you find subtle or significant joy or humor in his absence or his presence at a certain hypothetical or real location in the times designated in this podcast or designations or locations or places or locations or places that may have been in your imagination. If by chance you have found this offensive, there is something called a sense of humor. And we would encourage you to joyfully find that laugh and consider it a privilege to have a pastor who is so handsome, strong, godly, wonderful, lovely, amazing in every way, those sinner who has fallen short of the glory of God and has trusted in Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior through faith alone and is doctrinally sound. His name is Tim Chin. He is the one, the only, the remarkable, the lovely, incomparable discipleship pastor at the Village Church of Bartlett, 601 West Bartlett Road, Bartlett, Illinois, 60103, phone number 630-289-8151. You can call him anytime and ask him any question you want. It's been our pleasure and privilege to help you and no animals in the entire duration of this podcast were harmed or will be harmed or might have been harmed or could have been harmed at all. So if you are from PETA, don't feel free the need to call. If you're conservative, we love you. And if you're liberal, we love you. And our goal is simply to help you become a disciple who goes, grows, and overcomes. There is no such thing as the Easter Bunny.